Welcome to the Cinema Sticks Podcast. I am your host, Mars Champion. Here on the Cinema Sticks Podcast, we partially review movies, shows, shorts, as we banter about the obscure and ironic things about films that make our minds crazy. Thank you. Enjoy. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Cinema Sticks Podcast. I am your host, Morris Champion, back again with another podcast where we break down movies of a uh, certain genre. We look at everything. Like, we look at the characters. We look at, um, we just like to pick out one or two things about a movie and then just rant about it. You know what I'm saying? No Cat Recap is where we uh, dive in, scene by scene, talk about those things. But this one, you know, we just want to highlight a couple things and drop them. That's about it. Um, this is my sixth take. I was supposed to start this about two hours ago, but between breakfast and lunch, kids and they get that. It's, uh, I've reheated my coffee eight times, and I think it's cold again. But let's go through what we want to talk about today. Um, I won't keep you too long. I got to take an Uber to work. So that's going to be enjoyable. I got to leave in like an hour and a half. So I literally have probably 30, 35 minutes to give you. And then I need to shave because my hair is creeping back in and I'm supposed to be bald. So, yeah, I don't know if you know what that looked like, but it don't look good. I can't be out in this world like that. Can't. Just can't. Which? So... On today's Cinema Sticks show, I'm going to jump into Hobbs and Shaw. I watched that last week. I've only gotten through half of it, so can't really say I watched the whole thing, but noticed a couple things in there, and uh, just want to talk about the pursuit of technological supremacy. I should probably put my phone on silent. Um, next, want to jump into guns and movies probably not the way you think it's gonna go next one ran across something funny and interesting uh where actors play their double so if you play yourself do you play yourself hmm maybe um i also checked out sherman's showcase i think that's on ifc i was listening to uh the evening jones couple days ago and he had mentioned that one so i went i went ahead and checked that out um also family guy slant route wow and this music that we got going on shout out to uh mg velvet tones and lastly universal pulls the hunt and all the other shows that no all the other movies that uh have some kind of human hunting in it and that is the cinema sticks rundown got a couple topics i won't keep you too long i'm gonna run through these things and have a good time i'm gonna take a sip of this coffee and also this uh this egg muffin thingy it's supposed to be healthy so i'm trying i'm trying i'm really trying we're gonna keep this thing going it is 12 30 right now I don't know why I told you that, is if you even care. 
more champion, Cinema Sticks. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to the Cinema Sticks Podcast. I'm your host, Mars Champion. And let's just go ahead and jump into this first one. Hobbs and Shaw. Now, I watched Hobbs and Shaw last week. Um, I was interested, of course, because it had a terrible uh, opening, if you can call it that. Anything that's making millions. But I guess if you don't, you know, not getting your return investment on it at the box office. Yeah. And of course, I'm not the, uh, I don't think I'm the person they're looking to uh, market to, but I still watch them. I have watched every Fast and Furious franchise there is. Even Tokyo Drift, even when um, Tyrese was the main character or one of the main characters, you know, it's all right, it, it, it happens. It's cool. But what I want to discuss in there, uh, there was a lot of stuff in there already, like from the jump. Like it was just classic openings. You know, you had the split screen of the two guys and Ryan Reynolds comes in there. Like, uh, like, hold up. Like, yeah, she's nine. His daughter was nine. Ryan Reynolds just come in there talking about something that's gonna peel your face off. And all of this, and I was just like, all right, okay. Um, they made Jason Statham funny, tell jokes, but his, it's weird. He's not funny. Like, he doesn't give off funny. Um, they, they lean into the stereotypes of The Rock being, of course, the manly man. And, uh, Jason Statham is... Metrosexual? Do they even say that anymore? Is that even a word? But yeah, they made him funny. Like, yeah, like they had, they took time out to make the jokes, which I guess that's what it was for. But the technological advancement in movies has always interested me. From, like, all right, so I was at work the other day, you know what I'm saying, cleaning up. And I walk by the TV, eagle eyes on. And I'm just like, hmm. You remember, like, every uh, every spy movie, espionage, um, everything. All those types of movies have that, have, that, uh, have that theme in it where either someone from the government, uh, someone from the military, or some scientist has created something, whether it's... A bullet that can curve whether it's the ability to hack into a server a main server hack into the government control this control the traffic patterns um, being able to hack in remotely to a power plant um, a, a gun that can shoot a bullet from here or black panther where you can wear shoes that don't have any that have sound resistance like there's so many things man just so many things and in this one of course 
Idris Elba, who, for some reason, always... Is there something in this contract that he has to have uh, contacts, different color eyes? Because I always feel he has different color eyes. I'm just saying. Like, in the Thor movies, he has different color eyes. This one has different color eyes. I just feel like different color eyes is his thing. But yeah, this one, he is literally able to access, I think it said, what, 97%? of all the media and control it it was like I want 100% and he was able to do that and ship ship it to every news source news station TV internet what have you algorithms everything and I'm just like why is that lost like I feel like that should be a key component just like some of my other uh, favorite films that include um, let's see, technological exploits as far as, let's see, the circle, of course, being able to get data collection on everybody. Now, of course, you would say, that's just a conspiracy, because when you talk conspiracy, man, I can't really talk about that, man. Don't even say stuff like that. You're just guessing. No, that's not true. I mean, come on. It's, it's literally right there. Data collection is a real thing. You might say, no, man, if you're just out here on data collection, man, you think the government's out here trying to kill us? They, they've they already been killing us, just slowly. They, they have to extract our resources before they kill us. You just can't kill everybody. You have to slowly do it. I'm in a rant. Let's get back on track. So, yes, back to this Hobson show. But yeah, um, what else? Ex Machina? Machina? I know it's not Machina. I know that's not how you say it. Ex Machina. Came out a couple years back about the dude who was chosen for an AI that was perfect for him. And they found it through his Google searches or internet searches, algorithms. And I I just want to say, like, that's... That's true. That's real. But people just see that and it's like, it's nothing. Like we just have this, we have this ability to look at something, look at something straight in the face and be like, you know what? Since it's there, we might as well just deal with it. And that's just the way it is. No, I honestly believe if you go back and look at every single one of these action movies, whether whether they're $200 million grossing or $5 million. Like, there's technology in them that people are trying, that they're using, they're implementing. You know what I'm saying? Like, back in the 90s and early 2000s when they would have self-driving cars or things of that nature. I mean, that's real. Those things have happened. So, I mean... Those things just always make me go crazy. Like when you see it and you just think, wow, someone controlling the media. Now, it's usually always in the hands of a bad guy and someone has to take that power away, which is funny. It's like the government comes up with it and then 
puts it in the hands of someone who shouldn't have it and the government comes and cleans it up or like a bad government official it's just one of the bad ones no I understand what you're doing I did like I just feel like they have the control to go in there and say hey we got some toys that we're wanting to play with we got some things that we're trying to work out let's put it let's showcase it in this movie you know what they do they just said mm, I cursed I'm sorry let me go back it's not for nothing that's all I want to say it's not for nothing and of course Hobbs and Shaw gave another segment on gun control so when I come back and take some more of the coffee I'm gonna talk about gun control <laughs> cinema sticks Welcome back to Cinema Sticks Podcast. I'm your host, Morris Champion. A little bit more coffee. I am juiced up, man. I am juiced up and ready to go. And now we're going to talk about gun control. Now, you may be thinking, oh, come on, man. I don't want to talk about gun control right now. But we got to. Movies and guns. We got to talk about it. I think this is really something serious that we need to talk about. And before you click off or push pause or stop or erase or delete, something has to be done and it has to be done now. Why are guns so easy to pick up in movies? Why? I do not understand. For the life of me, like I, I've held maybe like two guns in my life, right? Guns are heavy, like they're really, 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 really heavy. And I'm not even talking about the big Gatling gun from like Saving Private Ryan or something like that. I just want to understand why are these things so light? Why are they so easy to pick up? I don't get it. Like every single solitary movie, there's always somebody picking up a gun and it's like they're picking up, you know, a pencil. And they're just waving it around like a pencil. Like it's never heavy, never makes no, you know, every once in a while they'll, they'll over-exaggerate, like, oh my gosh, this is so heavy, I can't really care. But people are t- taking assault rifles, excuse me, assault rifles, AK-47s, things of that nature, and just... Whipping them around, man. Whipping them around like it's a tub of Miracle Whip or something. Miracle Whip over mayonnaise any day of the week. Any day of the week. Any day of the week. But yes, of course in Hobbs and Shaw, there was, there was also one of my favorites, which I can never pass up, even though guns in movies is always hilarious it's always laughable the gun montage nothing can beat a good gun montage I there, there's something magical and I know it I know people sit in the writer's room the production room and they're just like look man when we hit this gun montage we are really going to flip the script and of course this one like there's always someone who comes in who needs the gun and then the other person who has it 
is always a, hey, come here, come this way. Let me show you what I have. And here's the thing. The gun montage always starts in a regular room and you have to go to a secret room. Someone's always pushing a button where a door opens up or a wall turns around and the screen comes down. The next thing you know, there's like 40 or 50 weapons just right there. And you're just like, ah. and it's not even slow motion because you know what I'm saying? The camera pans from this person back to the other person, back to this person, back to that person, back to the gun. And then it starts. And then that person, that is their moment. The gun montage monologue is that time. That time where they go through and they pick up that first gun. They say, well, this gun is a pa 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 A whoop de whoop de whoop de whoop And it shoots this and has that and this caliber and that caliber. And then it pans back to the other person. They look at it and they either give a yes or a no. Now, this is not a visual medium, so I... I I move my head. I move my head up and down like they approve or disapprove. And then it montages into another gun. And then they just keep escalating. Now this gun is now this machine gun right here shoots 500 yards. And if you got a scope on it that scopes you out, you can do this in 2.5 seconds and you doesn't even have a kickback when you had a kickback. And then it pans back to the other person. They're just like, mm-hmm gun montage you have to have a wonderful gun montage and then the person explaining the guns is so excited to give up these guns I just want to say who has all of these guns and is so willing to get them for free and there's always some type of relationship between these two people male female male male female female either one like someone has saved a life or in debt or something. I just, I just want to know. Like, it, it's always funny, man. I just want to know, I need to look up, like, who has the best gun montage ever? Or who has the best gun rack or gun collection in their gun montage? Because, you know, the 007 movies, always the Fast and Furious franchise has some good guns. Um, spy movies always have the best ones. Like, you know what I'm saying? You got your, ooh, Men in Black. Mmm. You know, you have, your, you, you have your guns, then you have your spy equipment. Which one's better? Gun montage or spy equipment montage? Mmm. Because with the guns, you're going to have guns. And then you're going to throw in the grenades. Ooh, just like in uh, Money Talks. Yeah, Money Talks. Where he walks in and then next thing you know, he goes into the room and he's got the, he got the little gun. Then he got the big gun. Then he got the other big gun. Then he got the super huge gun. It's like, oh man, I don't need all that. I just need a little one. But with the spy stuff, man. You get everything. You get not only the guns, but you get a gun. And then you get a watch. And then you get a pen. And then you get a lapel. And then you get your shoes. And then you got something in your shoes that spits out. And dip, 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 dip. Then you got a spray can that looks like a spray can. But then when you open the spray can, it's Jurassic Park. What a scene in Jurassic Park.
what else we got? I think that's it. So, I'm going to edit some of that so it doesn't sound so crazy. But, when we come back on Cinema Sticks, <laughs> Jean-Claude Van Damme. If you play yourself, do you play yourself? Cinema Sticks. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to the Cinema Sticks Podcast. I'm your host, Morris Champion. Um, had to go reheat this coffee once again. I don't know how many times I have to reheat this coffee, but it's good, though. Ain't got too much time. Got about 30 minutes till we uh, go get up on out of here, head to work. But if you play yourself, do you play yourself? And do you pay yourself twice? I, um, I was on Pluto TV the other day. They're not paying me for this sponsor or anything like that, but whatever. So I was just watching it. And for some reason, two movies were on. At, it was weird. It was two movies on at the same time. Both of them played by Jean-Claude Van Damme. And at the same time, both of his movies were running. And in both of these movies... He was playing his twin. Now, I know that. Look, I know you might think I'm crazy, but yo. So, I had to go look up. Who out here playing a twin? Now, of course, you, you know, Eddie Murphy plays multiple characters. Um, what else do I remember? That Nicolas Cage movie where he plays his twin, um, which is perfect for him. I actually watched that the other day. That was hilarious. And... Someone's knocking on the door. So, yes, back to Jean-Claude Van Damme. Yo, the movies was um, Double Impact and Maximum Risk. Like, they were on at the same time. It was so, <laughs> it was so crazy. I, I could not... I was just like, what? wait a minute. So, you mean to tell me homie got two movies on the same streaming platform and in both of these movies he's playing his twin so he's basically playing four roles now if you play yourself do you get paid twice like I wonder if there's anyone out there who has played themselves and still not been able to get top billing because that would be crazy I can't even imagine that now Jean-Claude Van Damme I'm reading from uh, Geek Tower. Jean-Claude Van Damme has had dual roles in five of his films. Five? He fought back-to-back with himself in 1994, Time Cop. Um, He also played multiple characters in Replicant. That's what I watched. That's what it was, Replicant and Double Impact, not Maximum Risk. The Order, which came out in 2001. He made a movie in 2001? And then he played twins separated at birth. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, it was just, I don't know. I was just watching that. It just really tripped me out. Like, do you get paid twice for paying, for doing that? When does one character get paid less, you know? And what if you're not even, like, the main character? You're just uh, ancillary characters playing twins. I don't know. Of course, Jackie Chan has done it. Twin Dragons, 1992. Ben Stiller and the Cable Guy. Hmm. I don't actually remember that one. 
Eric Roberts was in there. That's that's funny. Oh wow, is this a 112? Wait a minute, is that Cupid? Hmm, that's impressive. Mike Myers, wow, Mike Myers. Of course, Alton Powers, he did that a whole bunch of times. Lindsay Lohan, The Parent Trap. I know who killed me, no. Leonardo DiCaprio, The Man in the Iron Mask. Never watched that. Eddie Murphy and Bowfinger. Nicolas Cage adaptation, that's what that was. Chris Rock and Bad Company, don't remember that one. Something in the Punisher, Constantine, yeah. Christian Bell, The Prestige. Paul Dano, There Will Be Blood, 2007. Spiderwick Chronicles, never heard of that. Edward Norton, Leaves of Grass, never heard of that one. Sam Worthington as Avatar, don't even know who that is. Army Hammer, The Social Network. I saw that picture, but don't remember it at all. Adam Sandler and Jack and Jill. Shout out to Adam Sandler. Still, like... Was he the first to do that whole Netflix deal thing? Because that was wild. Rob Riggle. Hmm. This segment fell flat. Like, it started high, and then it just kept going and going and going. Like, I had Jean-Claude Van Damme, and that was like... That was was it. Yeah. It was like Ben Simmons. Like, I could pass, I could... You know what I'm saying? I can rebound. I can go in the post area once in a while. I can run the fast break. But then it was like shot clock was going down. It's like, hey, we need you to take a jump shot. And I, I really miffed that one. Really, 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 really miffed that one. But yo, I got about 20 minutes. I got to cut my hair. I got to find an Uber from Statesville to Mooresville, which is going to be wonderful. But we got three more left. Sherman Showcase, Family Guy Slant Route, Universal Pools the Hunt movie. Well, not the movie, but the advertisement. So hopefully we're going to knock these three out. If not, we'll do one. Maybe we'll do two. Maybe we won't do any of them. But I'm going to take a sip of coffee after I go warm it up for the ninth time. And we'll be back. Cinema Sticks. Holla at Don't say holla at boy. Don't do that. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to the Cinema Sticks Podcast. I'm your host, Morse Champion. And now we have gone to the portion of the show in which my daughter is coming in and out of the room to let me know that she wants to record a song. She wrote something the other day. Now, of course, these are just letters just put together, but she has a song in her brain. And uh, she'll be coming in here soon enough. So I'm just preparing myself to be interrupted. Now, that's cool. That's real cool. I ain't even worried about it. This is, this is what I have uh, raised her to do. Not to uh, interrupt me, but to always keep a song in her head. Uh, whenever she wants to record a song, we record a song. I save it. I render it. Save it. Play it back. She can listen to herself and whatnot. So, you know, I throw on a little instrumental and uh, she gets busy. And that's pretty cool. That's real cool. But right now we're going to talk about uh, Sherman Showcase. I had to watch it twice. I gotta, 
I gotta get the IMDB out and IID, whichever, wiki page out or something. But yeah, I watched it the first time and I was like, okay, okay. Like, the funny is, it's not at a place where you're watching it and it's like, oh, wow, they just told me the joke. No, 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 They don't sit down and explain the joke. They just, it's like that, uh, for all the new school folk. You remember on Atlanta, I think it was season two, when they did those commercial breaks where um, Paperboy was at that round table discussion with the other two people and she was asking them questions and whatnot and that and the episode just felt like wait what yeah that's what it's like but for like the whole entire thing the whole show so yeah i watched it the first time i thought it was funny but it wasn't like laugh out funny to me so then i had to watch it under influence and then when i watched it under different influences at a different time a different place a different a different atmosphere I was like, yeah, this is this is highly hilarious. Highly hilarious. I think only two shows are out now, but last time I checked, so I will be watching Sherman Showcase. I really enjoyed it, man. Um from like the from like the disco aspect, like the songs that they songs that they do. Um, like the little interview portion that they do, I, I I was enjoying it, man. I really enjoyed it. Not a John Legend fan for uh, different reasons, none that you would agree to, but whatever. Um, but yeah, the show's pretty dope. So yeah, I'm gonna come back to that one. I'm gonna definitely vote with that one. That's definitely gonna be over here because I know I'm gonna catch some other stuff. Uh, I watched it like maybe like six days ago, so. I didn't watch any, I didn't put any notes on it. I ain't even, I didn't, well, actually, I did do a couple screenshots when uh, the one dude who looked like Frederick Douglass showed up at homie's house and uh, gave him that, uh, that doll, the black hero doll. That was, <laughs> that was hilarious, man. Like, yeah, I like that show. I really like that show. But uh, when we come back, man, if my daughter has not interrupted me next, Will we get to the Family Guy slant? Cinema Sticks. I don't know how it should sound on. Cinema Sticks. Cinema Sticks? Welcome, welcome, welcome back to the Cinema Sticks Podcast. I am your host, Mars Champion. We are on segment number a lot. We are approaching the 35-minute mark, which is way too long to keep your attention and mine. Got to go to work in a little bit. Got to call an Uber from Statesville to Morrisville. It's probably going to run me about $26, which is absolutely terrible. $26, man? Come on, man. Golly. It literally takes like $4 of gas to get there. That's a $22 surcharge, man. <sighs> like, shouldn't, like, if I'm going to pay that much, can I drive? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. All right, back to cinema. So, all right, 
So a couple days ago, I uh, it was like two o'clock in the morning, and I was like, all right, I need something to watch just to take my mind off things with the shootings and uh, uh, I don't even want to get into all that. So I said, you know what? I'm gonna watch Family Guy, and so I just picked. I think it was 17, 16, 15, one of those seasons, but it was the Trump episode. Now, I ain't even going to go into too deep, but you know what? I forgot because I stopped watching Family Guy a couple months back, not because of political stuff. It was just a lot of black and brown jokes and a lot of pedophile jokes. I was just like, eh, I don't know, man. I don't know. It's just, it was just really, 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 really weird. So I turned back. I, got, I turned it back on. So I turned it back on. I'm, uh, I'm watching it. It's Trump episode. And I was just like, wow. I did not realize how much this leaned. And I'm not even like on the conservative side or right or whatever y'all call this stuff these days. But I was just watching it. And I was like, hmm. If I were a conservative, Trump supporter, Republican, whichever, I think all of those get grouped into one, which is highly overrated. But I was just like, I probably feel a certain type of way, you know? And I know it's political satire, and I've watched shows that were on the other side, and now that I had backed away from both, and just watch from just from a entertainment standpoint. I was like, dang, I didn't know it leaned that much. I really did not. Now, granted, I've literally watched every episode of Family Guy. Now, not in real time. I watched it. I think I binged it like two years ago, and still, it was still the same way. Like, I did not. I, I didn't get it. I did not get it. I didn't see the slant. But now. I see, like, I actually see what people complain about. Oh, I can't believe these leftists and liberals and all this other stuff. And not that I feel that way. I'm just like, wow, dude. Like, you just, you see it. You see the slant. You see the slant here. You see the slant on the news. You see the slant in movies. It's all about how you fix things. I mean, it ain't like I don't, I haven't seen Freeform either. Like, that's, that's the same way too. Like, either you're either over here or you're over there. Like, there's no, like, good guy, bad guy. Good, evil, right, wrong. You know, like, we always say, man, it's just cartoons, it's just animation, it's just a TV show, it's just a movie. But no, it's actually not, like, you're able to frame something some way so now everyone either loves it or hates it or you know how it goes it's just like sports like you cheer for your squad and you're gonna ride or die with them so whatever they put out you're gonna roll with and i i just i guess i wasn't looking at it that way i didn't see that angle now that i've seen it like you see it everywhere especially with uh president trump like um it was the same way with Obama. It was the same way with Bush. Same way with Clinton, Big Bush, Reagan. Like, it's literally the same all the way through. The leans. 
shoot, I remember watching, um, what was it, Little Bush on Comedy Central that came out, I think. I remember that. That was, that was almost like the same, like in that same genre. Like that same slant, you know what I'm saying? Like, yo, yeah, 97, running that slant route. Hey, man, animation gets it too. Cartoons get it too. Cartoons are like the easiest way to uh, get your political um, ideas and, you know, ideals. You can get that out easier because it's, you know, it's just animation. It's not real people, or it's under the uh, under the guy uh, guise of um, being funny, having a comedic approach. But it is what it is, man. Which actually leads into the last segment we have, which we'll be talking about the hunt. And when we come back on Cinema Sticks, we'll talk about the hunt, Morris Champion. 